2: It's to Mare, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1-0! Blue yeah, yeah.
1: shot! Oh my word! He ran around the pit like Bambi on ice. very, very embarrassing to watch.
0: And now, your host, host Matt
1: Markstone.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans and available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Marks and I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it and the season is over. It's been over. It was over last week. There's no game this week. The FA Cup, if you watched it. I don't know how you feel about it. I didn't watch it because I spent most of the weekend out on the pitch coaching. And that's why my voice sounds like this. I'm tired, but we got third place. We had a couple of games where we had like 15 shots and couldn't score, Uh, but that's okay. That's the way it goes. I'm proud of the kids. Um, I may have cried at the team party when I was talking about it. And that's okay because it's important and they're great and all of that. But this week uh, we have a good show. We have uh, the opportunity to speak with several of the patrons of the show to talk about the season. And uh, I asked some questions. I let, I let them talk. Um, and it was a, a wonderful pleasure to be able to talk to uh, the people that help make sure the show gets out every week. The people whose contributions make the show possible. So uh, special, special thanks to Dave, Kevin. Justin and Steven for joining me. Semi extended conversations. I mean, you're talking 15 minutes or so each. Uh, we went a little over an hour. It's probably closer to an hour and a half. Uh, so I won't talk in between them. Um, but because of that, uh, I just wanted to say this there is a special listener out there right now uh, who may be listening with her dad. And her name is Elwyn And Ellowyn, I just wanted to say uh, your dad is so happy to be able to watch saints with you, to be able to share the time that you guys get together, watching the team and listening to this show. It makes me very, very happy that I can be a part of that and that you listen to this show uh, and get to spend time with your dad doing it. It makes me very, very happy. So and I want to say thank you. I want to say your dad is very proud of you. Uh, he's very happy you support saints along with him. And I want to say thank you for listening to the show. So I hope you enjoy it. Your dad was very excited to talk, and we talked about you uh, before we started recording, and he's very proud of you. So I just want you to know that, and I want to pass that on to you and say thank you for listening, and I hope that you enjoy the show uh, more than anybody else, okay? So with that said, let's go ahead and get to the show. Once again, this is Dave Lee, Kevin McGee, Justin Woodward, and Stephen Brandt, uh, who, by the way, says he runs the Yellow Card Podcast, but... It's the Yellow Card Podcasting Network, which is one of the places you can actually find the show if you didn't know. Uh, if you're not subscribed to this feed, that uh, maybe you are listening on the Yellow Card Podcast feed. Um, but uh, the Yellow Card Podcasting Network is a podcast with uh, a podcasting network with multiple podcasts on it. Uh, the show that he runs on Wednesdays is called The Subs Bench, uh, and that's what he hosts each and every week. Sometimes I get to go on it, and that's also fun. But uh, he, we mentioned Yellow Card because that used to be what it's called. Never mind. It's fine. We're going now. Uh, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. And oh, one more thing. One more thing. Sorry. Um, if you want to have this conversation, uh, we are doing this again next week for non-patrons. So uh, you'll get a little bit less time, um, but we have uh, one patron and one contributor to the newsletter uh, that comes out every Friday uh, that will be on the show next week. Uh, those, are, those interviews are being recorded later this week, uh, but we have spots. So if you are interested, send me an email, get in touch with me on social media, say, hey, I'd like to be on the show. I'll send you the link. You sign up for the time. Uh, We Skype or Google Hangout or Facebook call or whatever works, and then uh, we record it. It gets on the show. It's kind of like magic, only it's not, it requires me to work, but it's okay because I like it and I'm having a good time. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Um, I don't know why I said that at the beginning of the show, but uh, enjoy it. We'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, one of the patrons of the show. Uh, he's a return guest, and he's here uh, to celebrate the the end of the season and join us for the end of the season episode. Uh, and Dave, this is the first uh, interview for this show that uh, we've conducted this week. So uh, I'd like to welcome back A.O. Dave Lee, uh, the founder of International Podcast Day. Uh, Dave, how you doing?
3: Hey, Matt. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for inviting the patrons on to be part of the season-ending review show. So happy, happy to be here, man yeah, I, I was trying to
0: figure out, you know, how to, how to go about doing the, uh, the end of the season and, and trying to do something a little different. And, and the bad part, the bad thing about me is I get really into the routine of, of doing the same thing. And then I go like, oh no, it's, it's the end of the season. Like I should have already announced this. And, uh, you know, I should have announced it to you guys a little bit earlier, but, but you're here and, uh, will we'll have some of the other guys on, uh, for for this episode as well, so I'm looking forward to to doing it and getting your thoughts and uh, just as another way to say thank you for for the support over the course of the last six months.
3: Yeah, it's been great. Um, part of the Patreon channel, you know, the support. I love the Discord channel that we're a part of. Really got to know a lot of the the guys in there. Shout out to Kevin McGee who sent me a Southampton scarf uh, that I wore on uh, the last two match days of the season. So it's it's been really cool, man, to be part of this, uh, be part of the podcast, be part of the Patreon group, be a supporter and uh just continue to push the saints towards some success next year hopefully
0: yeah we may have to grab somebody by the throat with that scarf and pull them up but it it will be okay cuz we need i really wish we would have finished a little stronger but it's it's okay um and uh i don't know we at some point we started exchanging books and everything else in that group so it's it's gotten it's gotten it's gone it's, it's gotten weird but it's it's fine <laughs>
3: No, it's perfectly great. I mean, I'm 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 a reader myself and anything related to football I'm interested I know you send me one and I'm ready to send it out once I'm done. So no, it's it's a good group, man. And yeah, it gets weird sometimes, it gets comical, it gets serious, it gets frustrating, everything in between. But man, it's just great to be surrounded by like minded Southampton supporters and just good, man. Just good community out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been really great. And so thank you for, for being a part of it. But uh I, I guess for this yeah, the season episode for and kind of what we're going to hear from everybody as we go through is that I just, you know, if you have anything you want to say about the club to start off with, like this is kind of your, your chance just to, to chime in with, you know, may, maybe more than uh, 280 characters that uh, everybody else leaves on Twitter and maybe explain a thought or two on the team. And then I have a couple of questions, uh, you know, maybe follow up or maybe just a little bit different depending on what you have to say. Um, but uh, do you have anything that, you know, that you feel like, uh, you'd like to say about the club or you'd like to maybe sum up the season or however, whatever you're thinking about.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, just like every other Southampton supporter, I'm very much on the fence with how this season went. I mean, it was, it was dire straits, man. Halfway through the halfway through that campaign. I mean, even before how last year ended and you know, that sort of boxing day, and just to sit back and see, man, we are going through this as a club and a group again. And it, it by means was no fun. Right. It was it was not overall. I would not say it was a good season by any means. People, I think, are out there having the conversation. Well, it's good that we stayed up. Right. And I'm like, we should stay up. We're a team that has enough talent. We we are a team that has enough now coaching and uh, tactical understanding of the game in a, in a system But at the end of the day, I think we deserved where we ended. I mean, of course, as you mentioned, we would have liked to have a a little stronger push up that table, maybe finish 15, 14, get a little bit more cash from some of the uh, TV deals. But at the end of the day, I think we deserved where we ended. I mean, the one thing I look back is we had 38 matches, right? We, We all know that nine wins, 12 draws, 17 losses, by no means something to go home and brag about. But the interesting thing I thought about our nine wins, was that five of those wins came from the top half of the table, from those top 10 teams. And then only four of our wins came against the bottom half of the table. And so that's what I really looked at as I was kind of looking at season review. It's like, we know that we can play against, and we can play tough against the likes of Leicester City, Wolverhampton, Um, Manchester United. Um, We didn't play well, of course, against Man City this year, but we drew against Chelsea. We beat Arsenal. And, of course, we beat Tottenham with, with some amazing play from JWP. But I look at just sort of the discrepancy between how we play versus top and bottom half of the table, and it's one of those things that leaves me scratching my head. I know every game is so individual, right? There's tactics, there's players, there's injury, but the one thing I look at those top five wins, and it really goes back to, I think, the first win against Arsenal, which was Ralph Hoffenhutl's first win. It was a much needed win, but also it proved that the Saints can be opportunistic, right? Arsenal was not at their best that day. They had a lot of injuries in their back line. And you can also take that point and push it towards Chelsea where they weren't at their best. They had a couple injuries. We got a 0 nil draw. And also, you can forward that over to the Tottenham game when we won 2-1, when they didn't have the likes of Kane and some of these other guys starting. When they were introduced into the game, uh, they did make an impact. But the Saints were opportunistic, and they won games when they had to, when their backs were up against the wall. And that, for me, at least gives me some hope and really shows me that we can compete at not perhaps at the top level, well, we are a team that compete with the likes of some of the bigger clubs in in England right now. And yeah, you can look at some of the bottom half clubs and, you know, it's very disheartening how we, we lost against Cardiff and what we did against like Burnley and some of these other, you know, lower table squads. But I think we deserved where we ended, you know, and I just think one of the favorite things about this year was seeing the likes of JWP, Redmond, and Long come back into form. And we had gone almost twenty-four months with seeing just a really reserved you know energy and not not passion per se but it was just the way the system was set up they weren't able to be unlocked and they in their in their they were really reserved uh, based on the coaching style and the management style so it was really nice to have them back have them dynamic with the ball at their feet amazing free kicks and just to have that energy back in the club i think that's something we were missing for anywhere from 18 to 24 months
0: yeah it's almost like you look at <laughs> we only really showed up and dominated a team that we should have dominated maybe once or twice. Like you think of the Huddersfield away match it's three, one, I think um, you think that game we, we pretty much controlled. But other than that, I can't think of any, any game where we just were in control the whole time, but we also seem to be able to kind of pick ourselves up for some of those bigger teams. And even if we, Uh, You mentioned Man City. We didn't play well. I'm not sure we played well against Liverpool either. But but the other teams, we were at least in the game. You know, you think of the the Man United draw, even under Hughes, where the the, we were able to to pick ourselves up and play pretty well, um, even though we didn't get the win. And so uh, you wonder. You know, I guess Wolves are are struggling with the same thing, where they they were they were doing fine against the top six, but they were unable to to really capitalize against the bottom six. And you just wonder what. You now, what what gets the the players or or whatever to to be? You just wonder what what gets the players to be able to to. I, I I don't know, like focus and and bring that every single game, and it's it's hard to do. They're not they're not robots. They're they're humans. They have everything else going on too, and um, it's not maybe as exciting to go and play Burnley as it is to to you know to have a chance to beat Arsenal. You know, and that's, I guess that's just that that's part of what 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 happens. But you hope that uh, you know you hope that Ralph. Uh, Has has whatever you need for them to unlock that in them and, um, you know, potentially new players to come in and and do that and and provide a little bit of spark for everybody else.
3: Yeah, it's really interesting. And I've, I've never been a supporter that's questioned, you know, the effort or the energy or anything of a of a player. And because as athletes, just top athletes, I mean, it's it's difficult, right? As you said, to show up and, and try and perform it the full 90 minutes every time. And we have this expectation that athletes should be mentally strong, physically strong and just go at it for a full 90 minutes. And that's just not always the case. It's there's a lot of different things. They're all, there are still humans. There are still fathers and they are still sons. And, they, and they, they have a lot of things outside that definitely impact it. But when you look at how all those things come together, as I said, I mean, every match is completely individual. There's tactics, there's injuries, there are substitutions. There's so many things that are on the fly that both players and managers have to try and figure out. And, you know, as just a supporter who knows something about tactics and something about the club and just my experience playing in in sports, you know, in the past, I have a lot of limitations. So I always give them a lot of benefit of the doubt. But it is interesting. Yeah, you would think the way we played against Man U, and then we come out and we do something like we did at the final match of the season, we come out and we lose three two to Fulham, you know, of all teams. And it's it's such a weird dynamic and it just goes to show that, you know, day by day, match by match, you never quite know what team is gonna show up, and you also don't know who's gonna be the hero or who's gonna be the villain of that that match as well. So uh it's a very interesting season, very up and down. Um I think um I don't, I don't know what you thought, Matt, with the like, goal of the season. Um, I thought Yan Valery against Man U was, speaking of that game, was a delight to see. I've always been a fan of when new young talent that's been introduced in the team can make an impact. And I really think his spark and his goal against Man U really kicked that match off. And that, that was great to see. I'm, I'm always a fan of when, when new young talent gets into, in, gets into the scene, gets in the pitch, and really makes, a, make, makes an impact.
0: I am definitely guilty of wanting goals to have like context, you know, like I think that the, the moment makes the goal great um, a, a little bit. And I, but I also don't really like giving it to the, the hit and hope type goals. Like, you know, 99% of the time that ball's going into, into the stands and, and giving some old lady a bloody nose. And so I, I always am, am hesitant to give it to to things like that, even though I love to see them. I just don't like to give them like goals of the season, but Um, yeah, I think, like you said, it, it, in the course of the game that, that did provide a spark for the entire team. And it was really good to see him get that goal because you could see, you know, as well as he had played and as much, he had a really kind of up and down season. Um, he was very, very impressive when he was impressive. Um, even defensively, you know, you think, think back to that Chelsea game when, uh, Hazard just didn't do anything, you know, he was basically quiet and that's, that's, that's a feat uh, that you did not expect, but then he had games like where the, the first game went a Ralph at, at Cardiff where he got booked early and had to be hooked off at halftime and just things like that. So it, for him to do that, uh, against man United, I thought was, I thought was great. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, I was struggling to pick a goal of the season and I was probably, I probably would have gone with something from open play, but that that's okay. Uh, and, and so that was from open play, but it was one of those ones where it was just a, basically a pile driver and we had him, we had, I think Bertrand hit one that was pretty similar. Um, although he was much closer in, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm happy with, with him getting it. I, I, I should just shut up and let him, let him be, let him have it. I've had, a, maybe I've had too much to drink already. Um, and I should say we were recording at e- evening time, our time, cause we're both on the West coast. So, I'm not, uh, I'm not drinking before 6 a.m. again.
3: That's been a usual occurrence for the Saints supporters this year <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast, you know. Yeah. But I, I totally, I totally get where you're going with the, with the context of Ian Valerie. It's, uh, yeah, that, that thing could have easily went off the outside of his foot and went to the outside netting. It could have, as you said, broken a grandma's nose, whatever. Um, I've, you know, for me, context is okay. That, that is a, that is a pivotal moment in his career. And I know we have the likes of Shane Long, who made that amazing 7.69 seconds. And you can look at some of the strikes from Boyberg and some of these other guys. But, you know, for me, it just I think that in the context of what was going on in the season, that for me was like, OK, maybe we are on the right track. And that of course, was before Hassan Hootable in the same time. It was all right. Maybe, maybe this team does have a lot more life. And that, that really just sparked a little bit more vibe and more, um, more passion within myself. So that, that really helped me. So maybe it's just a selfish pick over uh, anything. No, <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm just looking at the table and like, we scored 45 goals and I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember it's, that many of them. It's uh, hard. Oh, well, oh, well. That's uh, yeah, I,
3: I mentioned the, um, the Arsenal game. I mean, I'm a fan of a game that has just nothing but a bunch of headers for goals. And that had three. Yeah. you know, from our guys, you know, two from uh, Ings and one from Austin for that winner. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just I'm kind of leaned towards some of those. I'm like, cool, score with your head. Keep on going. Just just get in the back of the net, you know, and yeah, but you're right. We don't we don't really have that many memorable goals from this season. You can think back to the last couple of years and you can pinpoint some. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's just been one of those frustrating years. And I think part of it is for me is that we we gave up so many late goals in the season and we also gave up so many goals within the five or 10 minutes after we scored yeah. either to get into a lead or to equalize. And so I think a lot of that, a lot of the celebration a lot of the excitement of the goals was, was suppressed because it's like, okay, we're on a roll, we're on a roll. And we're back to one, one, or we're back to two, two. And I think, I think that's a reason so many of the goals for me, uh, got pushed to the, to the back of the mind because it is hard to remember all 45 goals and there weren't that many memorable ones. Sure. Sure. Um,
0: all right. Well, I think I I have a couple of questions that we like to, we kind of got your thoughts on the season. Um, and I have to say, I agree with, uh, with with a lot of what you said. Um, but I heading into the summer, obviously, uh, you know, Ralph at the end of the, at the end of the, the season didn't look particularly, thrilled with the performance and how things went. Um, and I think I like to see that in the manager. Like a lot of people would say, well, it's the last game of the season. It's not what we wanted, but we move on. And he was like, nah, like this is, this is not okay. And I'm like, I, I agree with you because we've, we've put up with, uh, you know, not okay for long enough, I guess. And, um, I, so, so for you looking into the summer, like what, what is something you were looking forward to uh, from the club during the summer, is there anything that you are are hoping happens, or there's anything that you're really, you know, uh, I guess you're just looking forward to?
3: Yeah, it'll definitely be a um, little off season here. is going to be very interesting for the club, and I think just like you, I think when you hear a manager like Ralph get out there and say, from you know the end of whistle to the end of the season, it's like, yeah, we're safe, but it's clearly not. How we should be playing, we are much better than that. that is an unacceptable standard in which we set for ourselves, and so for him to come out and do that means he is committed and he is from day one or minute one after the season ends about getting this club to a better position and getting the right people in his system of the four two 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 in order to make us successful and that's what I want to see now. I know transfer windows and a lot of things can be very complicated there's um, you know there's so much that goes into it from players to travel to. Um, to physicals, to uh, so many things. And and, and I, I think supporters forget how dynamic and how difficult it is to get players from one club to the other. And so I, even though I'd like to see some early movements from the club and from Ralph, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, obviously we need a little bit more depth that, center back we need some more striker depth and in you know some, some a little bit more help maybe on on the left and right back positions but just because we've offloaded some people but i think one position that hasn't been really talked about much is is who's going to play backup to remeyu and i'm a big fan of the guy i think the team is a different team and the tempo is different yes he picks up a lot of fouls yes he picks up a lot of yellow cards but every defensively minded midfielder is going to do that and i think if we lose him to an injury, or if he just needs some rest or whatever, you know, do we want Hoiberg caught up in that position of taking care of him? I don't think Lamina is the answer there. I think I would prefer Hoiberg to to be more of that box-to-box kind of guy and, and do. He's 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 really good at spraying the ball around and getting the offense going. But are we going to address that concern? Um, after the season here and before the start of next year, so that that's one thing I, I hope the team and it doesn't have to happen perhaps this transfer window, but maybe the next transfer window. I think it's something that needs to, you know, someone of Remy's like and style of play. I think the way he plays is a dying breed within international football right now. There's not a whole lot of dominant, physical defensive-minded center backs or um, midfielders, and I hope we can keep that as something that Southampton can brag about and have. Um, I've just always been a fan of the position. I'm a fan of how physical they play. And I and I think it really makes a difference. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that gets addressed in the near future.
0: Yeah, I that'll be really interesting because I know he's a player of the season, what, not last year but the year before. Um and and yet not not a fan favorite. I guess he's either a fan favorite or There are people are the exact opposite on him. Like they don't like him at all. Exactly. Um, And he's not one of these guys where people go like, yep, he's solid and he'll be there. And that, that we're okay with that. It's, it's kind of divisive. And um, I think you're right though, that we don't, we don't have anybody else to to fill that position at all. And when we play without him, it's, it's clear that we play without him because we, the center backs that we have don't, uh, don't stand up to that necessarily, even unless there's, there's three of them back there. And even then, uh, sometimes we've, we've seen that it doesn't happen. Um, what I didn't realize is in terms of the premier league season, he's, he's tied for second in terms of appearances uh, behind only uh, Nathan Redmond. He's tied with, with Hoiberg for, for the most appearances or second most appearances. So I uh, didn't realize that going into uh, going into it, but uh, especially cause he didn't play very often under, uh, under Mark Hughes, which uh, was shocking considering how, uh, he went into or you know ended last season where it seemed like he was in the team each and every week. Same thing as Bednarak, though. Um, so uh, anyway, um, all right. So for for us, you know, for for the team, and in your opinion, what who is the most important player going forward? Who's the one player we can't afford to lose this summer, and that we should be building the team around going forward?
3: I think it's an easy answer to say we need the likes of Redman to stay fit, stay healthy, keep him in there. Um, I think. Hopefully, some teams don't come with an asking price that Southampton kind of bends on. I think he has been so dynamic. He leads the team not only in minutes played. I think he's, what, over 3,200 minutes or something, but he's right up there as a scoring threat What six goals on the season. I think he's somebody that isn't irreplaceable because I think so many players, you know, you can always bring someone in with like talent and like skills. But I think he's someone... That we really can't afford to lose. I think he's been so dynamic. He's been he's been a guy who can go from from box to box. He's a guy that can that can play up front. He can play on the left. He can you can really much play anywhere on that left to central side. He needs to. Um, so he's one guy. I would also say I don't I don't know what James Ward Prowse contract is like, but from a set piece perspective and a corner um, a corner, I think if if we need to keep him, we are, we, we are automatically a more uh, a de- decisive team. He, he's someone who's going to always be a threat when it comes to those set pieces. And when you have the likes of a Redman who's up around that front of, front of the 18 and he's getting fouled, you can use those in tandem to make sure those two players are being an impact. So for me, I think it's those two. All right, yeah, and he's under contract until
0: uh, June 30th of 2022. So, uh, that's when he's, that's when his contract is up. So he's, he's ours definitely for a couple more years. And, and I have to agree with you that I think Redmond is definitely that player. He's going to be the focal point of our offense. And, and Prowse seems to have found his, uh, his spot on the pitch in, in the season under, under Ralph. So I think that's, that's important too. Um, if you had to just pick a player to get rid of then offload from the squad, um, you know, I, I realize there's a lot of guys out on loan that probably aren't coming back. But if you had to pick one to to get rid of, who who would you you know gladly see out the door to to bring in a replacement for?
3: Without question, Charlie Austin. I mean, I have not been a fan of his from day one. I know we got him on a dime from QPR um, for a striker who who hasn't scored since what December of 2018 and I know you can say Danny Ings is in that in that uh you know column as well Mm -hmm. I I don't I don't think he adds any anything to our club as far as people people aren't fearing him when he comes onto the pitch he's he's not somebody who's like a massive you know substitution that is going to change the way a game is happening you know and I, I don't think he really adds that much to our squad and I don't think he adds that much more depth. And so for me, the likes of Charlie Austin was, I I mean, I've been frustrated with since day one. I mean, yeah, he, he won the game against Arsenal. He's had some great goals, but at the same time, I I don't think he brings enough value to the overall scheme. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's Charlie Austin. I'm it's, that's an easy answer for me. All right. All right. Um,
0: wasn't expecting exactly who I was expecting, but I understand the, the, you look at a player that maybe you can get a little bit of value for and uh, put some money back in to, you know, potentially replace. And I think we, you have to, you have to, you have to bring somebody in up top, which means somebody has to go and it's either got to be Long or or Austin. And and I would have to go with Austin as well. So um, anyway, uh, Dave, I think we've, I think we've gone on a bit and that's okay. Um, But we do have some other, other guys to get on the show. So I should, uh, I should let you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, have any final thoughts? And I just want to, once again, want to say thank you for, uh, for being a patron of the show and supporting the show and being just, you know, overall somebody that I can text on the side and and have a conversation with and talk about podcasts and and ed tech and everything else. It's uh, I appreciate it.
3: Absolutely, man. I appreciate you bringing our the podcast every week to us. It's, it's great to hear from a variety of you know, authors and commentators and and fans and supporters of of the club. And it's great to week in and week out, get some content in our ears. And that's one reason I'm a big supporter. I love the show, love who you're bringing on. And, you know, and and it's it's not always about the club and what's happening and what happened just on the pitch, you know, a couple minutes before you hit record. It's about the fans. It's about the supporters, about what's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, it's I, I think that's that's what a club is all about, right? It's just not the 11 players that are starting. It's not just of, you know, the supporters. It's, it's a lot more than that. And I think your podcast brings a lot to it. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And, uh,
0: anyway, I'm sure we will, I'm sure we will talk soon. And, uh, whether it's about podcast or whatever, we'll, we'll, I'll be in touch. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. we'd like to welcome back to the Southampton delivery podcast for this end of season show. Uh, another patron, Kevin McGee, welcome back to the show. And, uh, thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. And I say welcome back because you've been on the show as a, the patron only show. Um, but, um, you are one of the patrons and, uh, for the general public who maybe hasn't heard you before, I just want to say thank you for, for that. And, um, you're from Scotland, but now you live in Southampton, and and you've been a fan of the team for, for some time, but, um, I guess looking back at the season, uh if if you just if I gave you just a kind of an open floor, a blank slate to say anything you wanted about the season,
1: maybe something that stood out, uh what what would you say? Oh well, I don't know. It's be, it's been uh it's been a mixed season for sure. You know, there's sort of a season of two halves you know, before Hassan and 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 now with them. Um, there seems to be nothing but promise now and excitement and, and what can happen.
0: And I've, I've I've looked at it a couple of times and I've said, you know, we've never been above 15th with him in charge, but it mm-hmm. doesn't feel that way. It always, it, it feels like you said, like promising, like there's definitely something happening. It's moving in the right direction, even if, um, you know, the, the table kind of held us down. And I think I would, uh, I would look at that and say, it was, is probably due to, to, to the position Hughes left us in with only, you know, I think nine points from fourteen games. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's probably right. I, I guess, like, with the season over, I, I don't. I generally don't like the transfer window, and it opens. Uh, we're talking Thursday morning, my time, so I think it, I think it's officially open now. Um, but is there something that you were looking forward to this summer in, in terms of the team?
1: I think a couple of players to get excited by. Um, you know, you 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 just want to 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 feel like the whole club is going to be improving and that the 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 club is backing the manager and and you know i mean there's various positions that you feel like you you want to see better players and so you know something something that gets gets me excited would be good if you if you
0: had to pick a a position to strengthen if you can only pick one. Uh, where 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 would you make a signing?
1: Oh, I think our midfield is good, so I think it's it's, it's either a good defender or or a good striker. Um, uh, the defence probably is quite light, you know, uh, especially recently. You know, nobody's really that happy with with Jack Stevens coming in, so I think a little bit more, a little bit more strength. There, so that Jack Stevens can probably become the second, third choice rather than first up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say I don't like, want it to be too hard on him.
0: Yeah, no, no, I understand. I understand that, and and I appreciate that because a lot of people just want to find somebody to, to slate and then get all over him. But um, I think the the uh, just maybe a little bit more leadership. You know, like when you look at the back line without without with a young goalkeeper with Gun and then. If it's not Yoshida back there, the, the leadership doesn't quite seem to be there. So
1: uh, Yeah, I, I'm still hoping that Vestigard can sort of be that leader. He, he looks the part. You know, he looks like a leader. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, somebody, you know, it's I mean, it's too obvious to say another Van Dyke, please. But, <laughs> you know, just just magic up another best defender in the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Although, if we could do that, that'd be great. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We could keep checking, uh, you know, various leagues around around the, the world. Maybe we have to go Eastern Europe now because, uh, you know.
1: I'd I, also like to see what, what, what more youth can come through because when Ralph first came in, he brought in three or four youngsters and gave them a chance. And, and I'd like to see a bit more of that as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess with the, the youth team being promoted. Uh, the under twenty three being promoted to back to the, yeah, the, the, the top division. Um, you know, maybe some of those guys. I don't, I don't know if that means maybe some of those guys now have to play there because they want to stay in that division, or if they, if they that means they'll get a chance because they've they've shown they can do it. You know, uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting.
1: Maybe, but you want them to feel like if they are excelling, then there is a there is a chance for them to get through. Whereas in previous managers, there might not have been any chance right. for them to to get into the first team. Absolutely. Um, If you, if you had to,
0: uh, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Um, If you had to like pick a player that you would say is the most important for us going forward from here, uh, maybe the one player that we, uh, you know, if you could just kind of hold one player back and and say like, you don't get to go anywhere, like kind of protect them and make it so other teams couldn't even approach them. uh, Who would that player be?
1: Um, I think I would probably Hoiberg. I think, I think he's still young enough, and, and maybe also Redmond as well. Um, Redmond's the kind of player you can see going somewhere and being brilliant, you know, and, and we've just not quite seen that yet, but he's, he's working really hard. And, and, you know, uh, but, but yeah, probably Heuberg for me. I'd like to see him become a a real Southampton great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's, um, we were just kind of talking about leadership. I think he has that. Um, yeah. yeah he, thinking back to, um, you guess just think about all those games where we weren't playing well and he was the guy that was put and, and either he was put in front of the microphone or he said, I will do that, you know, and he wasn't even captain at the time. And for some of those, and I think that's, that's part of that leadership that we do have is, as him and he loses his temper sometimes or, or, or but uh, that's that's just passion and i'll I'll give him i'll i'll back him up you know as much as i can yeah i want
1: to see that passion and that fight and yeah i mean he'll 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 do the the occasional stupid thing um but he 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 knows when if he's done wrong and he knows if the club isn't doing well and he'll be the first to come out and 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 bring it up and address it yeah
0: um if you had to, to pick one player to get rid of this window and it could be any of the guys on loan uh, it can be any of the guys that maybe just haven't made very many appearances or haven't done well uh, but one guy just to, to sell and you think that has to go uh, in this window who, who is that for you?
1: I, I, I can't look beyond sort of Fraser Forcer um, just because the whole wage bill thing and you could maybe get in another two players that would be involved in the team um someone like that or or if you were yeah someone someone maybe even a jack stevens uh, who i don't think is is quite good enough um yeah all right all right well we've it's had... just got very noisy around no, it's, here.
0: it's all good all of a sudden we have some uh we've... I'm looking forward to the answers to some of those questions. You're only the second person I've talked to, but the, so far the answers are, are quite varied and I'm looking forward to seeing how this, if the if a pattern develops and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I will, we'll, we'll, see how it goes. But, um, I, I guess just, just, you know, uh, looking back at the season as a whole, like, like you mentioned, it's, it's definitely, uh, this, the season had some different, different, different parts when, uh, we played poorly under Hughes, Ralph came in, uh, things changed and then kind of once we got safe, it almost kind of started to slow down a little bit. And that's maybe not what we want, but it it could be, uh, it could be something that Ralph focuses on and, and drives into the guys over the summer. And, and I'm, I think he can, I think he will. And I think, uh, he won't stand for it if, if guys don't do it. So I'm very much looking forward to, uh,
1: to, to what comes in the future. Um, I think the style that he plays, um, fitness is always going to be on. uh, an issue so i think he's got to have his team all ready and and straight into the sort of pre-season stuff and uh, and you know yeah if I, there's any similarities between the way ralph plays and the way Klopp plays it took it took liverpool quite a long time under Klopp to to get to get going mm-hmm. um, and and the fitness, the fitness levels have to be i think really really spot on
0: yeah and and I think he's even altered the way he's played a little bit this season. You know, he he, it's it's not just chaos all the time. It's chaos ninety percent of the time, and then you have to take that ten percent and kind of, you know, just keep the ball or do whatever it is. And and uh, I think he's he's learned, and I think Hasan Hoodle will will pick up on that, and I think we'll be good because I I don't know I the the football has been much more enjoyable since since Rob took over, and and I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Kevin, I wanted to say like, uh, because you are a patron, I want to say thank you, um, for, for that. And, uh, I hope you've enjoyed the, the season as a, as a, as a patron. And, and I was talking to Dave about it and we were talking a little bit before, um, kind of before we started recording, just the, the, the discord itself, the, the chat that we have is, is taken on a life of its own. You, you mentioned you met uh, another one of the patrons and, that's something yeah. that I I didn't uh, anticipate happening. I thought it would just be kind of a nice place to, to chat a little bit, but it's turned into uh, a really fun fun thing to do and fun thing to check on. Something I look forward to, to 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 check in on. Usually when I wake up in the morning, there's already been some activity, so it's. Uh, I just want to say thank you for that.
1: No, you're welcome, and, and I'll thank you as well for you know, for the, the, everything that you do. Um, it's really you get a real sense of community uh, within within the whole thing. And it makes you feel, makes me feel part of, of the podcast. Um, yeah, which is great.
0: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that makes me feel good and I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that way. Cause I, I guess that's what we were kind of trying to do. And so, uh, that makes me happy that you guys are enjoying it. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. And, um, I don't know, do you have any, you have any final thoughts on the, on, on the season or anything you want to say or, uh, any, anything else about the team that's kind of, uh, you know, whatever you want.
1: No, I'm just, uh, excited. Uh, we've unlike this time last year i think we've 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 got a good manager but everybody's happy with the manager uh-huh. um, and i think we're all quite excited to see how far they can take us yeah
0: it's uh i was going to ask you that was going to be my follow-up is is what how did you feel this time last year and I think I always try to be optimistic, but I know last year I was kind of faking it a little bit (laughs) and this year I'm definitely not this year. I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely all in on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. last year it was, it just felt a a little bit, well, okay. They've given Hughes a contract. They probably had to do that. Uh Um, but, but there was, there was nothing exciting about it. Yeah. Nothing. Not really. You kind of hoped that, that, things would get better, but, but, um, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, well, and, and I think most people predicted they probably wouldn't. Under- yeah. Hughes.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely d- difficult to be the person that, that doesn't, that sees that and goes like, well, maybe we're not going to be that good. Cause I'm, I'm definitely guilty of, of trying to be optimistic. Um, and, and, uh, even when I probably shouldn't be. And the people that said, ah, I don't know if this is gonna be great. They you just get labeled as like a a negative person and that's not fair either.
1: Yeah. But Hassan Hüttel looks like he is all in with this club. You know, he looks like he's giving it everything. Yeah. Um, He's, he's, he's getting involved personally with the, with the fans. Um, You know, he looks like he really cares about what he's doing. So it's all good. It's
0: all good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to call in and appreciate you, uh, thank you taking a couple minutes out of your afternoon. And it sounds uh, we were just talking. It's raining here. It's sunny there. So uh, mm-hmm. c- congratulations. Enjoy that while you while you got it. <laughs> Long may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I'll speak to you later. would like to welcome to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Justin Woodward. Justin is one of the patrons of the show. So uh, first off, thanks for listening and supporting the show, Justin, and and welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yeah.
0: Um, this is, I think, the first Saturday in a, in a while where we don't have uh, any Premier League football to look forward to or, or in a, an international break even to, to kind of hold us over. We have the FA Cup later today, uh, but uh, other than that, the season is done and uh, kits are out, and I don't know if you want to talk about that. But if, if, before we do anything like that, like I just want to say thank you. And and then uh, you know, if if I could ask you what what your thoughts on the season were, uh, given that it's just ended, what 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 would you say about the the season as a whole?
2: The Season as a whole, is, uh, I'm going to use that that typical football cliche. It was you know a season of two halves, or like a game of two halves. It was yeah, you, know, you started off early with your optimism, and then it just didn't really kick on. <laughs> um, you know the Burnley game, 0-0 kind of summed up the first part of our season. It was drab. It was slow. Not really a lot going forward. Um, you know, even even after the uh, Crystal Palace win, it was still a little bit. You know what? We're, we're not clicking here. And it yeah, you know, I, I, I gave given Hughes a chance. I thought I didn't think he was the right person, but. I didn't think he would do a bad job. I thought we'd, you know, mid table sort of thing. And yeah, I understand in the, in the, beginning, yeah. Luck didn't go for us on a couple of things, um, but it just, you know, after that, I think, you know, the Fulham away game, it, you're starting to think, yeah, now we're in trouble. Um, and then obviously, you know, Ralph came in. He, um, it was a name I had heard about in Germany. Um, so I follow German football a little bit, um, but didn't really think much of it. And I was at the Cardiff game, his first game in charge when we lost one 0 And to be honest, that's probably the lowest point of the season. I thought, like, nobody's going to get us out of this, you know, Pep Guardiola can come in. I don't think he's going to get us out of this, <laughs> um, but slowly, yeah, i I'm, i I'm, I missed the Arsenal game, um, which was a real shame. Um, but slowly you started to see that even the defeats against West Ham and, you know, Manchester City, you start to thought, actually, he's got a plan here. You know, the players are, are, are trying. Um, sometimes, that's, you know, all you require, you know, what you want from a, a, your players is to try their best. They're not always going to win, but, um, and yeah, the second half of the season is just, yeah, that's why I go to football. That's what I want. I want the, you know, the games where you turn it around. I want the three threes against Bournemouth, um, the occasional away win, um, you know, the, the result against Wolves to you know pr- virtually guarantee Premier League safety. So, okay, the last few games have been a bit of a damp squid, really, towards the end. But yeah, that second half of the season is that's that's why I go to
4: football.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? If you if you picked like a a match. Was there was there a turning point for you? Was it was it you know over the Christmas period where even though maybe we, we didn't get the wins that we that we would have hoped for that the team just showed something else or was it a was there a win in there that you think turned it around?
2: For me, to, the, the one I really got my optimism back for was Everton at home, for um, which we nearly threw away as well. But that was um, not only was that beating a team that were in the top half of the table. You know, backing up the Leicester result. That was the first home win I'd seen since the last Everton win back in 2017. So like 14 months without a home win. Um, and it's just like, you know what, this guy's got these players playing. Um, we can do this. Um, yeah, and I think it was the Everton game for me that thought, you know what, we've got a chance here.
0: Yeah, like you said, you you have the Hughes thing where you you're hoping for the best, even if you don't necessarily believe it. You're trying to convince yourself, and then it it, yeah. it kind of, you know, we were in a pretty dark place going into going into December, and and I think football fans and fans of any team tend to overreact uh, when things are going well or or badly. But I think we were all feeling it uh, a little bit, and then you know, like like you said, the Cardiff result wasn't great, and you you kind of look at the the performance against Tottenham uh you look at, at at the Cardiff match and then uh you, like you said it slowly starts to you see you saw sparks here and there of, yeah. what, of what what Hasenhood was trying to do and um I, I watched the the highlights of the uh the top, the win over Tottenham uh last yeah. night. Um and um it you know there was there were there were times in that game where we were we looked atrocious uh, defensively and uh you know Yoshida putting the ball onto the post and nearly getting nearly putting it into a for an own goal and just Kane running through us and it looked bad. And then, you know, there was something else there that, that the team managed to turn around and that wasn't always the case with the uh, under, under previous management. So I definitely think that there's something that Ralph's got that, that maybe we didn't have before. Um, but I mean, if, if you, if we were going to look forward a little bit, because I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say the season was successful um, given you know, what What we would have hoped for at the beginning. But when, once Ralph came in and where we were sitting and, and kind of the fact that we never got above 15th, the fact that he, even though we won all those matches and picked up all those points, um, you know, we just, we we were in a, a relegation battle, you know. Um, but uh, if we were going to look forward, um, what what are you looking forward for, uh, for, to the team doing over the summer?
2: I think, you know, the team need to, as has been stated, they just need to almost reinvent themselves you know, get rid of the Deadwood, um, you know, the ones that are out on loan, you know, the, the, the players, you know, like the Gallagher's, the Reed's, um, even, you know, the Heskis sort of thing, the players that just aren't going to make it through to the first team. Um, obviously Charlie Austin will probably go. I think Jack Stevens will go. Um, and obviously one of the, 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 the two out of Foster and McCarthy, McCarthy. Uh-huh. Um, bring in a couple of players and just build a team around four four or five core players. Um, Obviously, we know Gunn is the future. Um, Then you want kind of, you know, a defender. And as good as Vestergaard is, I think you need a leader. He's not a leader for me. Um, You need to bring a defender in who's a leader. Um, Koiberg, Redmond, and a striker. Um, Who's going to get you, you know, let's be honest, we can't afford a striker that's gonna get us fifteen, twenty goals a season, but we can afford one that's gonna get us ten to fifteen goals a season. Mm-hmm. Which currently is probably where we we're, we're at. Um and then build the team around those those guys. And um, hopefully, you know, going into next season we can continue this this fighting spirit of we we make it difficult for other teams to beat us. Yeah, you know they have to be at, at their best to beat us, um, and that's kind of yeah, that's what I want from a team. You're gonna, they're going to give a hundred percent, and yeah, you're going to win more than you lose, hopefully.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you, you you talked about building a, a core of of kind of, of building around a core of guys. Um, is there anybody on the team? Uh, this is a slight deviation from some of the questions I've asked people before, but on the same on the same line. Um, Is there anybody in the team now that you would include in that in that core?
2: Yeah, Redmond Hoiberg are Two standout ones. I think Hoiberg will only get better and better and better Yeah, his passing can be a bit wayward at times but he leads and You kind of you can forgive the, the odd mistake here and there because he's he's a good leader As has been proven the defense is still a bit There's nobody really there As good as, you know, Vestergaard and Bednarak, I think, can become, there's still no leader at the back there. Um, And again, I'm not sure Gunn is necessarily, yeah, he commands his box and stuff like that, but I still think think you need, you know, the Van Dyke or the Fonte sort of type of player in there to organize everybody.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Vestergaard and Bednarak, I like them, but I think they make the great parts of a back three. I'm not sure they. I'm not sure they make up, you know, that that's the, the ideal centre back partnership simply because of the the pace element that's just not there. Um, so yeah,
2: and I think yeah, you know, if you get a decent centre back, Vestergaard and Bednarak could look even better uh-huh. than they were. Yeah, in the same way that that Van Dijk made um, Yoshida look better, Fonte mm-hmm. made Lovren look better than he was, um, and I think that's that's. Um, that's our main weakness at the moment is defense in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Abs- I, I, definitely. And, uh, I, I think it is the, the lack of leadership there. And, um, I was going to say for, for a while I used to think that uh, it was whoever was playing next to uh font made him look good. And I, you know, the more I look back on <laughs> it, the more I think maybe he was the one that was good and just got overlooked. But, um, by people on the outside. And then once he won the Euros, I don't know what happened. Uh, we, we'll just, we'll just he end exactly his career. Went, before that. It? Yeah. Um, if you had to get rid of one player, if you got to choose one player that absolutely had to go and you could just make it happen and no, no, no trouble from anybody who, who would, it, who would that be?
2: Um, I'm going, I'm going to go for the obvious one here and it'll be Stevens. Okay. Um, I think there's a player in there. I just don't think he's at the right level for the premier league yet. Um, and I'm not entirely 100 percent sure he's a centre back either. But yeah, it would be Stevens for me. There's there's too many mistakes in him. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not including the people that are on loan really because almost they're already gone. Right. In a way.
0: Yeah, and 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 like you said, it, it, one of the things the team has to do this this summer is is get rid of some of those players who are who are there. Otherwise, I think the squad gets close to about 40 people, and that is just not a sustainable uh that's not sustainable in and 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 how the how the how the club wants to run and um so we we definitely need to do that before we we buy anybody and uh otherwise we're going to wind up with you know five or six you know guy first team center backs and that's that's not okay yeah um so the 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 kits just came out um did, are you, are you, are you are you seeing people freak out about these things or do do you, do you do you mind as much or how do you feel about them
2: i don't i'm i'm I, they're not i'm not warming to them at the moment um, they're just, I don't know, they just don't hit the mark really for me. But in the reality, I don't actually care that great a deal. <laughs> um, as long as we're winning games, uh, you can play in pink or you know, Cerise blue, whatever. I don't, I really don't mind as long as you're winning games,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, if everything's going well on the pitch, people will care less and less about that stuff if uh, if yeah. things are going poorly. Then uh, we will continue to complain about whatever, because we want <laughs> we want change, but uh, I, I get it. Um, well, Justin, I mean do you have i i didn't really ask you about, about how you became a fan or anything like that, but uh, I mean do you, do you have anything else you'd like to, to say before we, we close this out?
2: Um, no, not at the moment. I think you know, Ralph is probably the best thing that could happen, could have happened to us. Um, the timing was all right. we've got a manager who is probably better than we deserve. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. Um, he is a very, very confident, um, proactive um, guy that has got players playing again. And he's put a lot of confidence in the base. he's got there. Um, he's not afraid to upset people. He's not afraid to get rid of people. Um, And you kind of feel that he's here for, you know, maybe not the long term, but I think he's going to give it a good couple of years to and see where where it goes. I think he likes the idea of a project like he had at Leipzig. Uh Um, Yeah, I I kind of get the impression with him he won't he doesn't want a team that's already pre-made as such you know, which arguably say the top six or, you know, some of the big European clubs, you've always got a team there already that are performing. Mm-hmm. You just have to tweak it a little bit. I think he likes this hands on experience um that he's got at Saints. He can get involved in the day to day running, he can get involved in the marketing, he can get involved in everything. And I think he likes that and I think we're extremely lucky to have him as a manager. Yeah. I um yeah. I, I agree with you one
0: hundred percent. I I this this will come out after the ugly insides uh thing, hopefully. But I said one of my biggest surprises is just Ralph signing for us, you know. Um that I nobody I don't think any of us would have would have imagined we were gonna get that and a manager as good as we got when uh when he came over. So um uh, pretty pretty happy with that. But uh if this comes out before their their video, well, Freddie, I apologize, but uh hopefully not. Um Anyway, uh, Justin, I, I just want to say thank you again for for supporting the show and for uh, listening first of all, and then deciding to to become a patron. And I hope you're, you're welcome. In, I hope you're enjoying some of the stuff. And I think uh, it was you and Kevin who met up before a match recently,
1: correct?
2: It was, yes. Just on the off chance, we you know we were talking on the the sites, site sort of thing, and we just said, you know, just I'll I'll be in this pub. Do you want to join? And it was nice to put a face to a name, almost.
0: Yeah, and that I mean. I'll be honest when when I when I started that and that when that became one of the I guess the benefits or one of the things you get as a as a patron I didn't imagine it would be I wouldn't really know what was going to happen in, in there yeah. and and it had the potential to go really really poorly and it's been great because you, know, you guys have done that um you know Dave's wound up with a scarf um now I've <laughs> been able to talk to you and and, and Kevin yeah. and it's just been this uh this kind of nice uh community thing that doesn't necessarily carry all of the uh, some, sometimes the mood in there is different than than what it is on Facebook or or Twitter or or Instagram. You know, it's just it's just a little bit different, a little bit smaller, and then, uh, I don't know. I, I appreciate your your contributions there, and and thank you.
2: You're welcome. It, it's nice to I don't know the right word, but feel belong I belong I suppose. Yeah. Um, with a small group of you know like minded people that yeah we can get annoyed at the football, but we're not going to lose our minds over it, sort of thing. <laughs> um, you know, we're not going to you. Know, throwing toys out of the pram and you know complain about every single player we, we do it with you know a realistic eye i suppose yeah is way it's better
0: absolutely absolutely all right well uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll wrap this one up and we'll uh we'll go okay. talk to uh if we have steven is, is coming on next so we'll we'll do that and we'll move right on and and thanks again for doing this i appreciate it and uh yeah we'll talk to you another time
2: excellent uh, that'll be great
0: we like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Stephen Brandt. He is one of the patrons of the show. He is on Twitter, at Stephen C. Brant, and he is the host of the Car podcast, which is one place you can actually uh, find this show as well. So, um, Stephen, welcome back. Always nice to talk to you, and uh, nice to be, um, you know, I guess nice to have it flipped around a little bit versus how we normally speak.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's funny. When you did the Patreon, I'm like, I, I like what Matt does. I like what the pod does and all of that. I do not need another excuse to talk to Matt because I have his cell. <laughs> I have his. I'm following him on, on all social networking. I have his cell phone number. I finally figured out I actually have your email address. I'm like, well, what the hell? I let's let's throw some money at Matt for the hell of it. And then I realize I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> There's more, but it's always good to it's always good to be doing stuff outside. Of my own pot, and I don't know where you have your mind on that. It's always good to be all right. I don't have my hands on it. I can just sit back with a cup of coffee and listen to the bagpipes in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I didn't realize you lived in like Scotland in the United States, basically.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those things. That it's it's basically California weather here in Buffalo, New York. I open my window and I'm hearing bad bagpipes. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I do listen, I do live next to a concert hall. So the strange things I've heard. Yeah. strange. I mean, three dog nights, three dog night practicing in my backyard, basically the other one of the last couple of years was odd, but we'll go with that.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll make Kevin feel at home. And uh, yeah. he was on the show a little bit earlier, so that's it's always good. But um, first off, I'd just like to thank you because, I mean, you've, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, you have been following the podcast since pretty early on and have been super helpful to me and, in, in uh, one allowing me to come on your show and, and plug my show and then you know, putting this, uh, putting the show on, on your podcast feed and network. And so that's, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's been truly helpful for me. So thank you for that. And, uh, just overall being super supportive and, and it also pushing, me, pushing me to do some, some other things. I think the the entire reason that I say yes to people when they ask about writing is um, talking about doing things outside the show is is because you've kind of told me like you should do it. Go go push yourself. And so thank you. I appreciate that.
4: Yeah, no problem. Because part of it is when I listen to your stuff and see the overall, let's say, Matt Media, is that I see a lot of similarities to me in how you approach it. Now, you're a lot more relaxed and directed. You're just not all over the damn place like I was at 33 when I started this. God, God, I've been doing this a while, I'm 40 now. But I see a lot of similarities in that I really didn't have that person question behind me, because what you stepped into and what I stepped into are totally different things. And I had to kind of do this by myself, so I've always thought if I see someone out there that can do it, I'm gonna be. I one. to the help of, and to be honest, the most of the last two years was all right. I don't want to do this anymore. I got to find someone that can do it. Yeah. And I was kind of, and I, you know this. I've told you this many times, and I've done this on air. My full intention was mid July this year is just to hand the keys to Yellow Cart and walk away and just so hand them to you and and walk away and I realized after taking one week off that i can't and I, I can't stop this stuff, so it's like I can still have Matt around, and if there's random weeks where I can't do it, I can always pop Mac on Matt on and it's been part of it has been, I've looked at you going, he can do more. He can do a little bit more. Now, obviously you're not going to develop in doing stuff like I do, where I will just go, all right, I'm going to go write about something about, about Swindon town. Mm -hmm. That's not you. No. But I always think people can do more than they think. And that's kind of why, like when Duffy, when I brought Duffy on, is I figured okay, Duffy's good at this. Duffy's got a voice. I never expected Duffy to become a writer. That one was that one was completely out in left field. So I figured let's get mad around. And plus, I doing a one team pod is always interesting to me because you, you're able to talk a lot of stuff. And you were supposed to be the first of many
0: pods. It's been great for me to be able to do that, and and I've had the opportunity to talk to to people that I. That don't fit onto my show, you know, that I still would like to talk to because it's not, cause they don't necessarily do Saint stuff. So, um, yeah, doing, doing the one team thing is always, is always interesting because you, you listen to any of the big shows, um, or any of the mainstream shows, I guess. And they don't even spend, I spend more time on a substitution, uh, than, than they will talking about, you know, the entire, even Man City or Liverpool game. Um, that, you know, so it, it, it's always a little bit, a little bit different. And, and, and But I enjoy it, and it gives me a, a big excuse to, to talk about the team. And um, for you, I mean, you, you kind of have maybe a little bit more of an outside perspective on, on just the season uh, and, and Saints in general because, uh, you, you know, you, you, don't, you don't follow them necessarily as closely. I assume you follow them mostly through uh, the group chat that we have and then, and then through, through the podcast and talking to me. But from your perspective, like, how would you describe Saints, Saints season?
4: It was interesting, to be honest with you. I've never understood the hype around Mark Hughes whatsoever. He was a very good player in the 80s, but he's been kind of a crap manager. And I didn't understand why he went into Saints, because that's, that's, that's different. That's such a different thing for him. I'm happy that Southampton stayed up. I'm happy that you guys got a German manager that probably was of your level. You know, and I jokingly say this, I don't I think you guys are bigger than Arsenal because Arsenal's a small club. And that's just <laughs> that's just the needle Robert hey, completely. And I you guys think I'm needling him online and on and you should see the text messages I send that one. Um I like what it's happened because Southampton isn't a small club. But it's a community-type club, and I'm interested more in teams that promote from within. Now, obviously, being a Liverpool fan, we don't do that crap anymore. We just go out and buy someone. We buy Chelsea rejects and bring them in and turn them into all-world players. At a certain standpoint, following something like Southampton, who is bigger than Tottenham, who is bigger than Arsenal, who, let me be honest, if you take the oil money out of Chelsea, Chelsea's a smaller club, per se. Now, you guys don't have the titles and all the stuff underneath them. But it's it's run the right way. And it's good to see a team that's not expecting to be in the title, to see them succeed, to see see James Ward prowse do well, to see your your Danish player who is He's been one of my favorite players in world football since he came through at Bayern Munich to see players like that that could be you now James Ward-Prowse could eventually go on to be at some at clubs like well they can't go to Athletic Bilbao because they're not fast. Yeah. But to go to like Madrid, go into the league one, oh, go up another level. That's kind of the fun of supporting and rooting for self preemptive Yeah.
0: And fun because they, you you can see them kind of developing and James will has been there a long time. And Hoiberg has taken, you know, we knew we had somebody who was uh, of good quality uh, when, when he came in based on where he had been and who he had played under. And he's shown some real leadership characteristics that I think we need. Um, but Saints fans also get really frustrated with, with players moving on. But um, I think there, there's a, there's a, a part of the fan base that realizes that, that developing players and selling them on, like, that that's part of how it goes. And if you, if you just take it and sit back and enjoy it and enjoy the time we have with the players, then it, then it makes it a little easier to swallow. But um, sometimes it it is frustrating because you think just when they get to that, you know, they're, they're just below the best they're ever going to be. And, and when they take that final step, they move on. And so uh, you miss out on some of that, but it it is just kind of, kind of how it goes. But um, I don't know, like the season, like you said, like Hughes, Hughes didn't inspire a lot of confidence in people and, and I'm, I have to hold my hands up and say, I, I, I was hoping for the best and kind of, even if I, even if we didn't quite believe it, I was still going to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. And maybe, maybe I shouldn't have, but you know, the guys at the club that it was definitely a, a different kind of appointment based on who we had hired in the past, but they had missed, I, I think twice with, with trying to go for the more obscure, uh, you know, manager and try to pick somebody out that was going to be good, uh, that, that wasn't on the radar, maybe at other places and, and they missed and they went for the surefire thing, I guess. The the just get get the English manager, the the, the manager from the UK off the carousel and and put him down and let him uh, let him keep you up and and then I think that the mistake was letting him sign the long term contract, uh which obviously he didn't he didn't see out. But um now with Hassan Hoodle in, um he's got Hoyberg playing well, he's got James house playing well. He's got Nathan Redmond playing better. So uh, I think I think everybody's going in the right direction now, but we'll see. And and, and you mentioned Hoiberg, you mentioned James Ward Prowse, but it, it, would it, either of those guys be if if we had to basically say like this is the guy you're building the team around? I, which 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 player at the club would you say that is for us?
4: Now I'm going to be completely at 100 percent bias because you know this too. I'm David. Mm-hmm. so I'll take Hoiberg, no if ands, or buts, and build around. But that's under the assumption that you ha- you don't have to sell Ward prowse on because I think he's. I want him to stay at somewhere like Southampton and become a legend because you, you're not going to get a Matthew Letizia anymore. You're not going to get a player that's going to stay at a, at a big club for a long time. Nowadays, Letizia comes through, he's gone. He's yeah. gone after four years. He's. He's somewhere like Man United or Chelsea, and I think I think someone did try to get Letitia uh-huh. in '90s, '80s, and '90s. I think I've read that. I, I've got his I've got his book coming in the mail in the next week or so, so I, I'll be able to pick that up. Um, I would build around Højbjerg because you, you've seen with big mid, you've seen with Danish midfielders and building a team around them, how well that can happen. I mean, Christian Eriksen at Tottenham, and if, he, if, he, if that man ever goes over to Real Madrid, I will, I will see if they can revoke his citizenship of Denmark completely because Madrid's off, Real Madrid's awful. But you can see going back throughout the ages, if you build around or you have one in the midfield, you can rise up. And Southampton can get into Europe. Southampton can make Europa League, can do the make those runs. We're not too far off of Poland making the Europa Cup final, so it can happen. And you can also have a Leicester City come out of here too.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I think the team is definitely has places of quality. I think Hoyberg is going to be that guy that we 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 build around. And I think Saints fans' expectations when you know go back a couple of years when. You know, we were we had only ever risen up the table, um, and, and been promoted, and then finished higher and higher in the Premier League. And I think all of us wanted that to continue, obviously, because we're we're fans of the team. And and then when we fell, we all everybody rightly looked for somewhere look look for where it fell apart. And I think the the scouting department was was not found out, but I think the other places caught up. Um, I think wh- you were you were living on kind of a knife's edge with uh if you missed on a, on a transfer or two, you were going to be in trouble. And I think that happened. Uh, I think now if you look at the squad, it's bloated. You have you know somewhere near 40 first-team players on the books, even if they're out on loan. And um, it's it's going to be difficult to, to bring players in now. And I think it's, that makes it all the more important to hold on to the ones that are really quality. But I think also if you're going to bring players in, you're going to have to... Uh, I think one thing that I'm, I'm a little bit worried about and I've been thinking about the last couple of days is there's a real chance we're going to have to lose somebody that is that is very very good in order to to bring somebody else in. So you look at the midfield that has James Ward-Prowse and Oriol Romayu and Hoiberg and Lamina, um, and and you you think that you know potentially Lamina could go, um, and and I think Saints fans are going to be really surprised if that happens. But I think if we want to add quality elsewhere, we're going to have to do it, and uh, I'm a little bit worried because I feel like we're going to lose somebody who is who is really really good, and uh, but. But also maybe maybe you get rid of five or six players in the window, and then you only bring one or two in, and that might that might help as well. So hopefully, I'd, I'd rather I'd opt for that option if I had the choice. But I don't know.
4: Oh, I would too. See, see, you're fortunate you're at a club that actually produces players out of the academy, so yeah, you can shed players. You can shed players. This is what's going to be interesting with something like Chelsea with the transfer ban, where they have <clears throat> 420 players out on out on on loan, that they can all bring in that are talented. Chelsea's got a really good system. I mean, you see what Darby County has. It's basically the U23s of Chelsea. So you you have that with um, Southampton is you can bring some youth up and shed players that surprisingly you're going to want to shed the people that are 32, 33 and get some younger players in. It's about probably the only time where we can say – people, people mass age are too old to do anything at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, my knees hurt thinking about playing. Um, and I have to play a, I, we have to play against the, the staff of the other, the rival school across town on Thursday. And I am, um, I did not have a good practice Did not have a good training session the other day. So we'll see, we'll see if I even get the start, um, which would be embarrassing if I didn't given that I put the team together. So, um, we'll, we'll see. And my voice sounds like this because it's, uh, it's, it's mid we're mid tournament for uh, my daughter. And I get to the point when I'm coaching that, um, I wear a, I have a Fitbit, which is not something I freely admit, but it registers, uh, the the entire match as I'm coaching as exercise because my heart rate is elevated and I'm walking up and down the sideline and yelling. And it's, uh, I don't know. I I should probably get that fixed. Um, and that being like, I actually paying attention to how, how invested I become in, in the results. But, um, Anyway, I don't, I don't wear it during Saints matches because it would probably also recognize it as exercise because my, I'm just yelling. But anyway, um, I mean, if, if you had to say something else, uh, about the team, if there is one kind of thing you would say going forward, um, you know, what, what would you, I, I you make a prediction. You can, you could say something about transfer under, like, what do you think needs to happen at the team or whatever? But like, what, what's your kind of final thoughts on the team?
4: Keep Hassan awesome Moodle. Yeah. Seriously, keep a hold on. What's. Put something in his contract. Now, I don't know how contracts are in England, if they're different from Spain or other places. Like, I know Jurgen Klopp has something on the table right now to stay another five years. And I know Hassan is just in the door. Mm-hmm. But he's someone you want to keep a hold of. Now, obviously, the knees can go out and you're suddenly on your third Third team keeper from the Academy. We've seen this crap happen. Uh-huh. But grow this team. Grow grow this team the right way. Let let it let it settle. Don't get, oh well, we've had four games. We gotta go get the next young coach out there. There's too much panic in the sport right now yeah. to build. It's the real it's the Chelsea and the Real Madrid administation. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't do it. Gone, and right. it's not as bad as what South America does. I mean, San- Santos um, of Brazil—they fire they fire coaches every three games down there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, the Saints have had to pay out for managers for ending their contracts uh, or each of the last three seasons. You know, we've had we've had Puel. Who had his, his term ended at the end of the season, but still not didn't see how his full contract, so you have to pay him off. Uh, Pellegrino, you had to pay off Hughes, you had to pay off. So that's that's not a good track record. That's that's millions of pounds that are just wasted that we will never see a, a, a player come in because of that. Um, Hassan, who signed a, a long term deal, and if you when you listen to him talk, it seems like he's very invested in, in maybe not seeing it out. Like, may, I wouldn't say that I, you can't make that prediction, but he's very interested in building the team and, and being a part of it. And, and he's at a club that if you go somewhere, you know, maybe he doesn't have as much control or freedom over, over how, what decisions are made and listening to uh, the total saints podcast. They, they're talking about some of the things behind the scenes that uh, even some of the reporters were like, man, I'm surprised saints are allowing him to make these decisions because, or, or, or giving in to these decisions that he wants. But, if they're doing that, then you know, he, that, that, may, that may go a, a fair way in, in keeping the manager around for, for longer, which I, I think is, is important. If, we, if he stays, I think he develops players. I think he's a fan of using the Youth Academy. Um, I think he is uh, just a, a great, in terms of, I guess, the style of football that he's brought to the club, which I, I'm very much looking forward to. But uh, hopefully we have a good window. Hopefully... Uh, we get off to a a, a a better start next season and um yeah I think I think we'll be all right.
4: Yeah, exactly. and I would hope so because it's a lot easier to download the pod on Tuesdays and hear an upbeat ma mark stone yeah than oh we've lost before and I say this with all club based pods. Like one of one of the ones like I I mentioned Phil Brown of Beyond the pitch in the pre-show. I've had him on a number of times talking about Man United, Mm -hmm. and it's just complaint, horrible thing, complaint over here. I like to hear when I listen to a club-based pod, and you you guys, you're not the only one. I've got a bunch of stuff. I surprisingly don't really listen to that many Liverpool ones. I've got a couple, but it's always good to be listening to a pod, and they're on a good streak. Unless it's Chelsea, Arsenal, or Man United, then you just constantly always want those, those fan bases completely depressed.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, one last question before we go. There is is talk, and it's it's absolute transfer rumor, I think, but uh, that potentially Adam Lallana could come back to
4: Southampton. Um, would you miss him? No, because he hasn't been around or used for years, and when he is, he doesn't know the um, German type of way. I think he would be fine at a smaller club. However, is he spent at this point? I think, I think when he originally came to Liverpool and the hype around him, it was a little too much because England is trying to find their natural-based players, and they're not getting into the, well, we can find players. There's a lot of very good young English players that are going to be on that national team that are just going to set the world on fire. Mm -hmm. So they're they're going to have to probably bin off with Lulana. Have them go back. Put them on a a loan to buy or something. As long as you guys take Marco Urich also, because I think Marco Urich would be amazing at somewhere like Southampton or oh Crystal Palace. Smaller thing. Take Juana back. Heck. Give you I would give you Simeon Mignon way too. Take yeah. Harry Wilson on one of the on one of the wings. There's a there's a lot of youth and good talent at Liverpool that could benefit big tonight from going under hostile Rule. Having that type of having that type of club based fandom where Southampton fans care. They're not there to, they're not there to take selfies or be there. They want to see the
0: team. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not full of tourists on a on a on a Saturday afternoon. You know uh, the stadium, and and yeah, and I I think that I mean the debate will go on online. I'm sure and about about Lalana, and as news comes out as to you know if it gets closer to being an actual thing or not. You know the, he he is a little bit older. Uh, if he doesn't fit Klopp's system, does he fit Hasenhudel's system? The, the the demands are similar uh on the body. can his body do it? Um, you know, no doubt he's got a ton of talent, but uh he he didn't fill the similar similar to the way Van Dyke left. He didn't fill everybody with a bunch of joy. Nobody waved waved to him and 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 you know really wished him well when he left, I don't think. Um so it'll be difficult to see or different to see if it, it, how it pans out. But um anyway, we'll have to have to wait. But um I, I, first off, I want to I want to just thank you for for once again for doing this and coming on the show, and then also for for being a patron and being just as as supportive as you've been and and encouraging as you've been over the past I guess three years, um, I,
4: I, two it's and gotta, a half seasons. It's gotta be, yeah, it's got to be about that because I think I'm within the first twenty of your episodes of your pod, and you're what one sixteen. This is what this, this will
0: this will be one twenty
4: three. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that would be about. Yeah, so it's been about that because I know I, I found – actually, and this is going to be funny. I found you walking because I've got unlimited data mm-hmm. because I didn't have – I listened to 72 Pops. Mm-hmm. I found you one day as I'm walking to get a potato salad and a six-pack.
0: I guess that's where I fit. It's fine.
4: It's, yeah, hey, it's, and, it's, and Yellow Card and the, and the Wednesday show is always – worth having another person who has a strong voice on it who doesn't like who doesn't like bad teams like like the Seattle Sounders sorry Duffy and Dave and Dave that's right
0: yeah it's 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 kind of weird all of this comes together and we all meet back and you know we'll argue over MLS because obviously Portland and Houston played midweek last week and uh, it's, it's all good but um, yeah thanks for doing this thanks for all the support and uh, we'll talk to you soon
4: yeah no problem man. and
0: that does it for episode 123 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast thank you so much for joining us I hope that you've enjoyed it special thanks to speak goes out to all the patrons of the show whether they were on this episode or not Uh, the community that we have built the interactions that we have the support that you guys give me not just through money but through all of the uh the comments and the encouragement uh it means a heck of a lot to me so thank you so much for that Uh, and shout out to the guys who were on the show this week that it's pretty special i'm glad we got to do that it was fun also special mention to Elwin. Thank you so much again for listening. Your dad really enjoys the time he gets to spend with you. And that means a lot to me. So I hope that you had fun listening to your dad talk. Uh, and maybe one day uh, we'll get you both on here. I think that would be pretty cool, uh, but only if you want to. If you want to follow some of the patrons of the show, um, you can do that. Not all of them are interested in being followed, but the ones that are, uh, if you want to follow them, the links are in the show notes. Uh, And you can follow this show as well while you're there. We're at SFC, D-E-L-L underscore, I-V-E-R-Y on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. There is no underscore in the Facebook address. And if all of that is kind of confusing, just go over to SouthamptonDelivery.com. And there you can get to all of the social media channels. You can also subscribe to the show if you haven't done that already. Uh, I don't really know what you're waiting for, but uh, if you do that, then you will get another episode next week. And if you want to be a part of that episode, Get in touch with me right now. Uh, you can email at SouthamptonDelivery at gmail.com or you can get in touch on any of the social media networks and uh, say, hey, I want to be on the show uh, for next week and uh, I'll send you a link. and You can sign up and it'll be great. I think it'll be fantastic. I am looking forward to talking to you. If you have already subscribed and you are enjoying the show, you can leave a review and a rating on Apple or iTunes or wherever you listen. That is greatly appreciated. It helps other people find out about the show. And if you're interested in supporting the show, you can do that at patreon.com sfcdelivery uh, The link to that is also on the website. So uh, that is what the people you heard from today do. Uh, they make a small monthly donation to the show and in return, they get a little bit of extra content, whether it's uh, a private chat or uh, early access to things or a private podcast only they get to listen to. So uh, if you are interested in that, you can do that as well. If not, no worries. I appreciate you listening. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Um, big shout out to the partners of the show as always. Uh, the logo is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Uh, for all your Match day edits, polls, competitions, and more, be sure to check out the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Uh, and also the Southampton page is the official partner of the show. Uh, you heard from Jay last week uh, after Huddersfield. That was But I've talked to Jay a lot And I really appreciate it He's on a break right now Hiatus from Instagram Uh, But you can go over there And be more than uh, Or one of more than 20,000 followers Who rely on that account For news and updates And Jay does a fantastic job of that So head over there Do that Check him out on all the platforms Uh, It's a big deal Music from the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is an Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the intro credits that you're listening to now, well, actually, not now because I've gone too long, it's Aim Is True by Tim Bear. Um, you can get those. The links are in the show notes. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with another episode. We'll be back on Friday with a newsletter. Sign up, get the newsletter in your inbox every single week. The quality of writing is great. Uh, I think they're fairly entertaining they're not tell me and we'll change it because that's that's how this works but anyway appreciate all your support uh, it's been a uh a, a tough season at points a good season at points but i think overall uh we are marching forward and marching on and i think that is what is important so uh we will talk to you next week and until then it together we march on